a very special edition of BiblioVal, Couples Challenge. Who will be the winner? Nobody, because we both read these books. For this episode, Mick and Susan read Bear Meets Girl by Shelley Warrenston, and special guests Matt and Meg read Kill Him with Cayenne by Gail Oust. Hello, and welcome to BiblioVile. My name is Mick Dickinson, and I am the co-host of this year podcast. And I'm Susan Dickinson, and I'm your other co-host. Forgive us if we seem a little shaky. We are in uh, different environments. Best practices say you are supposed to put people in the exact same environment that they learned in so that they can record the best podcast. I mean, not being in the entryway of the bedroom in our tiny apartment has really thrown me off. Or in a walk-in closet. Frankly, we are That in, was ideal. Yeah, we are in a real room tonight, as you can probably tell from the odd echoes. We are in the basement of my brother and sister-in-law's house because we did a special Couples Challenge BiblioVal this week. It took about two weeks from the last BiblioVal uh, to, quote-unquote, read these books, uh, mainly balling up angry fists. Uh, yeah, that's how Mick does his reading, and then I actually read the book. It's fun. <sighs> All right. <laughs> Throw that shade at the very beginning of the podcast. Uh, but we should probably start with introductions. Uh, we read the book, as you heard from the intro, Bear Meets Girl ugh, by Shelley Laurenston. And the other book was Kill Him with Cayenne by Gail Oust. Uh, the other book was read as by the aforementioned brother, Matt Dickinson. This is him. Hi. He has the exact same voice as me. Yeah, this is going to be really confusing. <laughs> yeah. I sh- we should just say Mick and then say whatever. Well, that would be confusing if you said Mick, but... Well, I'm Mick, right? Yeah. Wait. Now I'm confused. We were raised <laughs> awfully. Um, and then also by his wife, my sister-in-law, Meg Dickinson. Hello. She has a discreet voice from the rest of us. Um, it's true. Well, not discreet. I shouldn't like say whispering? that. Yeah, I was going to say. It's very quiet. As in two separate voices. Yeah, distinct. <laughs> she speaks with two discreet voices. Discreet also makes sense. Two I don't di- think that's true, but that's fine. I'll just speak in my Meg voice and hope it makes sense. Mathematically. Megamatically. Mathematically. So I have to, I have to ask, is <laughs> yes. this going out live? Yes. Um, I'm getting Twitch replies right now. They say okay. up, up, A, B, start. And so, I don't know what that means. Excellent. Yeah, Twitch plays Bibliovile. <laughs> um, it's a reference. Uh, on Bibliovile, what we usually do is to, Sue and I, check each other out the worst books we can find. In this case, um, these books were given to us. We, or they, I suppose, Matt and Meg, own these books, technically, and I hope they display them in a prominent place in their home forevermore. (laughs) Meg, do you want to tell us a little bit about, um, how you came to be in possession of these (laughs) delightful items of literature? So, um, I was hospitalized, for as dramatic as that sounds, um, earlier this year, and my mother, being like all mothers, decided to bring me a care package containing these two tomes, which were also bestowed upon her by a dear friend. So, they've kind of been passed along from woman to woman, like many knowledgeable things, I guess. Um, so you're saying they're literally old wives' tales? Essentially, <laughs> yes. Whoa. Hey. Wow. <laughs> so, as I'm not quite on my deathbed, but in, in a bed <laughs> where people are dying around me, um, I was gifted these books, which I very wisely decided not to read in the <laughs> hospital. And, that would um, have been bad. <laughs> Thought that That's they the might worst be I've seen, doctor. thought they might be appropriate for such a podcast. She's as got this. passive voice poisoning. My favorite thing about <laughs> this is close. that Meg has Meg is currently working on her master's thesis and is like going to teach English at the college level and like reads literature and like her whole house is just covered in stacks of good books, and then someone gave her these two atrocities on purpose while she was in the hospital. My God, Doctor. It's the worst case of unnecessary capitalizations I've ever seen. Clearly someone out there does not like you or want you to be Give me 50 cc's of red ink, stat. These are not healing reads, I don't think. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Uh, So in the standard bibliovile format, we have not talked to each other in depth about these books yet. Sue and I, for the first time, actually got to discuss our book with each other. 
frankly, we are not going to change the format of the podcast, but it was fun to actually get to discuss the awfulness as we were reading it. Uh, spoiler alert, Sue got a little bit uh, more in-depth to this book. That's how I'll put it. Uh, uh, and so she got to make the faces, the knowledgeable faces at me every time I said something uh, that was wrong. She goes, no, yeah, get used to it. Uh, it gets worse. <laughs> Matt and Meg, how did the uh, the communication about this book go for you guys? Well, I think Meg read it a couple weeks before I did, right? I think it was a couple of months. I was into it. As soon as as soon as Mick and Susan were like, yeah, let's do it as a bibliophile, I was like, yes, I will read this because I am a book nerd. Yeah. Well, I don't see how that suits this because every time Mick's talked about it, I'm like, why do you spend your time reading books that you know you're going to hate? <laughs> I know. I... <laughs> I ask myself that question on a very regular basis. <laughs> I have to say, it's possi- I've said this on the blog before, uh, but it's possibly one of the most zen experiences of my month when I get to just expel all of that negative energy out into the world about why do you not know how to read books? Uh, here's something that I hated. It's kind of like picking a scab, but that scab goes away. It's not, it doesn't come back again. I guess it could be kind of uplifting. Like, if you ever get to that point and you're like, maybe I'm just not that good at my job. What am I doing? You just pick up one of these books and you're like, someone got this published. That's what, that's what I said when I read the uh, the Christmas sex book. Uh, oh, long-time Lord. fans will know that one. Uh, <laughs> the Christmas sex book, the one of the best slash worst at the same time reading experiences of my life taught me that I've I've been closer to success than I've ever known uh, <laughs> simply by uh, being able to string five sentences together. Uh, Did you make a paragraph? Paragraph ends when you hit enter. <laughs> well, as we know, you need a topic sentence, three supporting paragraphs, three supporting In this sentences. paragraph, I'll be talking about. In case oh, you didn't oh. know, mix the teacher. Yes. Oh my goodness, that was the joke. Okay, I will, I will be speaking about how high school is right because... Uh, spoiler alert, our book is How High Schoolers Write. But <laughs> we are starting with Kill Him With Cayenne by Gail uh, Oost. I don't know, is Oust? it French? Oust? I'd say Oust. Oust? O-U-S-T. We better ouster I mean, that's, that's from an, the stack yeah, at the library. <laughs> More like Oust. Because it hurts to uh, it, read. It really wasn't that bad. No. It was a, It was an airport novel. Yes. There are things I have notes here, but it's like <laughs> it's on a receipt paper. Is this? Receipt? Oh yeah. Well, it wasn't bad enough that it could be bothered to get out of bed to find something to write. It was just kind of little. What kind notes. of receipt are you keeping by bed? Well, that's Whoa. a different podcast. <laughs> yeah, I'll put the explicit tag a on this bookstore <laughs> receipt. Oh, there. how ironic! Yeah. From Boulder, right? Yeah, where we purchased much much better books than this one, but yeah, <laughs> the true airplane books were much better than this airplane book. Yeah. No, it was not a really old-fashioned Boulder book. Oh, I'm sorry. Don't judge me. I'm sorry. So tell me about Killing with Cayenne. What's what's the plot? Who are well, characters? First and... I'll let her say because I've forgotten all the names. <laughs> first and foremost, this is the second piece in an ongoing series. Perfect. Isn't that the best? A bibliophile tradition. Based around a spice shop owner in a mm. small town in... Somewhere, Somewhere in the South. Alabama? I forget. Oh. Yeah. Her name is Piper Prescott because all protagonists should have alliterative names. names. That's it's just true. how it goes. That sounds like a, I don't know, like a snooty character in a mm, West Coast. Piper yeah. Prescott. Well, of the Vermont Prescott. <laughs> right? And she is actually from the North because no oh, other Detroit, that, that, Detroit though. That right. carpetbagger. But, yeah, whatever. So... The, the very first thing that I noticed about this book, like, literally, it's in the second line, was that the <laughs> author felt it necessary... I love that I'm showing you yes, also. Yes, I can read. Um, needed to use BFF, oh, all capitals, good. throughout the text yeah. to refer yeah. to another character. Oh, am I BFF? I'm like, nobody in their right mind says says that out loud, no. not ironically. What's the You what's don't the call me BFF, Meg? Genuinely. No. Gen... That doesn't work for me. I'm going to say not. Authentically. All right, authentically. Legit. For seriousness. Legitimately. Mm-hmm. Legit. Nobody, nobody says that. I'm too legit. 
Oh, and also the BFF's name is Reba May, because all Southern ladies have two first names. I wish I knew a single title of a Reba McIntyre song, so I can make a joke here, but I don't. I don't either. I, I don't know country Oh, here's girl. your one chance, Fancy, don't let me down. That's the only line of a <laughs> Wait, 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 wait. wait. The entire title is Here's Your Chance, no, Fancy, No, it's just called Fancy. Is it called no, Fancy? No, that's an Iggy Azalea song. <laughs> Aren't now the same I'm just person? confused? Reba Azalea. <laughs> Yeehaw, mate. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. So, in theory, this is a book that I would really enjoy because it's about spices and cooking. And Do you need to cook things? I never knew that about you. I, I do. I very I very much enjoy Speaking cooking. <laughs> Delicious. <Yeah. laughs> that was my burp log how, how that you just tasted there. <laughs> I redlined that burp. Oh, my goodness gracious. Anyway. Anyway. Okay, so there are a bunch of ladies involved. There is a hunky police chief. Is he the sheriff or the police chief? Yeah. He's He's real hunky. We hear about that every single time. But she's got a boyfriend. Yeah, but she's got a boyfriend. But he is such a sideline character. Mm. I'm calling this for the third book. I almost want to read the third book so I can know satisfactorily that the BFF and the boyfriend totally get it on because they damn that always ends up well. I thought you were going to say Piper and the Sheriff. Oh no, Piper and the Sheriff are totally going to bone. This fall on NBC, Piper and the Sheriff. Sheriff. What a bone. Piper, we've got a Um, new crime to solve. We'll solve in 45 minutes. (laughs) There were some culinary things that I took umbrage with. Yeah. um, That Matt even picked up on, which was totally hot for me. Call him the culinary farts. It was it was real hot. I'm that glad he this could pick up on this. Pressure. It was it was <laughs> one of those books things. where the the author attended some workshop. They're like, put details in your stories. Oh. Make more genuine. <laughs> one of those <gasps> details, and then they underline it in their notebook, and and so, then that's all you get was details. Yeah. So I know we haven't really talked about the plot, but yeah, oh, yeah she owns a spice store, and they try to interject a lot of these spice things in there. Um, if you've ever been to Penzi's, which is legitimately, like, my favorite store in the entire world. This episode is promoted by Penzi's. Yeah, sponsored by Penzi's. It, it should be. By Penzi's, it's the spiciest. Uh, no. That's a spicy pepper. But sure. Um, by, spe- by Penzi's. Bam. <laughs> no, that's trademark. Don't say that. Oh, man. I took spice it up at Penzi's. <laughs> I took Penzi's. Come I have Penzi's no idea spices. what's happening right now. Oh, my goodness. Stop it about the Penzi's. It's a great store. They sell spices. And only spices. It's fabulous. Go there. Do they sell olive oil? Penzi oil? No, no. not Penz oil. Oh. That's, that's a different <laughs> store. Of course, that's where he was going with it. Uh, she gets me. Where are we going with this? Hey, All right, spices. so Piper opens a spice store in this itty-bitty tiny town. We're supposed to believe it's an itty-bitty tiny town. It's that really going to frustrate me that mm-hmm. we don't know what state this is in. I'll figure it out. You tell the story. Um. Well, fortunately... It- the spice store becomes more important because they're ha- they're hosting a barbecue cook-off thing mm-hmm. like next week, and everybody's coming into town because that that's a thing that happens. I think. Oh, yes. Right. The spice and tourists. They all come in to get their spices. So then, when they come in, then she says, "Oh, coriander, which is related to cilantro, cilantro. which it is." I, I was. I think I had that. Anyway. Which is actually something but, I discussed at your wedding with your father when we were sitting out on the when patio. When you were taking shots of Fireball, because mm, that's all anyone did yummy. with my dad. <laughs> no, we had dirty Girl Scouts and redheaded sluts. Oh, good. No, I'm glad you drinks. enjoyed those we things have with my lost dad. The <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, no, we were discussing that that uh, cumin comes anyway. from coriander, which is the seed of a cilantro plant. Okay. It is all of those things. <clears throat> So, uh, I hope. Otherwise, yeah. this is embarrassing. Just, just throwing those things out there, like, this is a book with details. Um, yes. One of the other things that bother me that I have in my notes is that, despite running a, a spice store, like, for the first half of the book, they never eat a homemade meal. They always talk about how they're going out to eat. True story. <laughs> and everything. Um, one of the times that they go out to eat, they go to a Mex... Or, I guess, the Mexican restaurant <laughs> in town. Singular. Uh, El... Mexican restaurant. Yep. Okay. They don't even Mexican. Mexican. Mexican, Mexican oh, yeah. restaurant. I don't know what it was called. I don't remember. Um, El Tree. But she has. Excuse me. I didn't redline like Mick did on that part. But you were ladylike Ew. about it. Yeah. Um, Discreet. 
I'm a professional. This is my first podcast that I've recorded. <laughs> the story of this podcast happily? is it's on a microphone. <laughs> she uh, eats some salsa there, and she's like, "Ooh, this is kind of kind of hot." I wonder if they put too many poblano peppers in this one. <laughs> poblano peppers aren't spicy. Right. Exactly. And I, like, Meg, Meg is asleep in bed at this point. I'm like, poblano... Meg, Meg, Meg. I'm pretty sure poblano peppers are pretty tame. And I, go, I like got out of bed to look up my phone. I'm like, yes! These are like... It's a step above green peppers. What did, yeah, what did she just Google search? Peppers? Yeah. <laughs> No, green, mm, no. no. Jalapeno. Oh, that's too, uh, that's, that's cliche. too pedestrian. Yeah, yeah. Too cliche. Poblano. Poblano, that sounds nice. No, pablano. <laughs> pablano peppers. Those are spicy. Yeah, so that that was one of the things that... And she wanted fresh nutmeg in everything. So her former mother-in-law makes, like, ginger snap cookies or something like that. And Former mother-in-law. Yes. Uh, so she's been divorced she once. She is a divorcee and with a teenage another... daughter. No, she's, she's not, not married. married again. No, oh, she's, she's single. How does the teenage daughter in the book? Yeah, she's she's in there, but very very minor character. Is she overly? Uh, Are you hitting on the teenage wait, character? Wait, hold on. Let's see how pedestrian this writing is. What is what is she overly like sassy and wise beyond her years? Not terribly, no. Oh, I didn't think Not so. Not sassy, no. I wouldn't say she's particularly or wise. There's or two options either. for teenagers where they they tell the character the subtext that they are going through. Or that they are so wrapped up in their own thoughts and feelings about boys and makeup that they're a caricature of a teenager who is already a caricature of a human being, frankly. Why are you all super ultra meta? But she's neither of those no, things, really. She no, is I guess. Just I'm not, more Lutheran. There were, <laughs> there, were, there were parts that I thought were, were well done in this book. You. Um, I know. Jealous. I prefer medium rare. Like, um... So I almost gave up on this like within the first couple chapters because it was a lot of um, hen talking, introducing and hen t- like the the women of the South getting together to chat about this and that and like I don't want to read this the whole story and about fighting this. over former high school boyfriends yeah. who married this chick who works right. at the Chamber of Commerce but I'm still salty about it because it was only. 15, 20 years ago. But one of the things that I actually kind of grew to love was there's this one character who is uh, the wife of the mayor. And we don't, she's just a a tertiary character. But every time she's in the scene, she talks about my husband, the mayor. Mm -hmm. Like, that's always how she talks about him. My husband, the mayor. My husband, the mayor. Here's the thing that I've learned from BiblioVal. That sounds really annoying at first. And then the, the day you discover that the the author meant to make that character annoying, oh my goodness, is it a revelation. We're like, oh, you did this on yeah. purpose. Well, they're, they're like, dis- I'm a little proud of <laughs> you. Bravo, They do author. discuss it later when the character is out of the scene. They're like, we know he's the mayor. Stop saying that. Because there's like, there's failing to create a good character, and then there's creating a bad character. Like, <laughs> right. yeah. Yeah. So, question. Yes. Kill him with cayenne. Who is dies? A murder mystery? Uh, yes. I, well, we've been talking about it for this long, and we haven't actually told you what happened. <laughs> Not even the genre. Okay, so it is murder a mystery. murder mystery, but like a okay, friendly check. murder mystery. Oh. Um, hey, stab. It is. No, no stabbing. We get conked on the head with a frozen brisket. Oh, I thought for sure we were going to get poisoned with I, cayenne. No I gotta say, honestly, that's delightfully, like... Uh, Bludgeoned to death yeah. with a frozen brisket. What am I thinking? Bludgeoned... Bludgeoned with a steak seems delightfully like... It's not a steak. It's a brisket. I'm sorry, but that seems like pretty self-aware. Uh, sure. Okay, but here's the trouble. Self-aware like the, the target... Target, like, like the whole... I'm gonna write a murder mystery about food. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, it it knows it's dumb, I think. Yeah. Like it... a puppy that fell down some stairs. So, I puppy. gleefully read the Sookie Stackhouse novels. I don't know the ones that. that are based true on true, like True Blood is based oh, on yeah. Um They are the dime store murder mystery version of yeah. True Blood, um, wow. and this reminded me very much of that sort of thing. So yeah, it's not that's fair. It's not terrible, but it is what it is, and it knows what it is, mm. which is good. Said. Yeah, there's yeah. something to be said for that, right? There is a character that is conked over the head with a frozen brisket, and 
I will say, I will admit that I did not know who did it. I I did not know who done it until they told me. Um, this... But here's a question. This character we only knew for four pages. Okay, so we don't care. No, we don't okay. care who no. died. Did you guys... Died. Did you guys ever read Murder at the Rue Morgue by Edgar Allan Poe? Yes. It's... I don't listen to hip-hop. <laughs> <laughs> it's supposedly, like, the world's first detective novel because it, it is, a, like, a guy who's trying to figure it out and it gives clues and the reader is trying to figure out who killed this guy. I feel like I read this one million years ago. Yeah, yeah. And then it, it, so the the whole thing is you, he's at a, like a, a an apartment building in Paris and he's trying to figure out who killed one of the tenants, right? Mm-hmm. And there's all these clues and they they don't match up. And so you're trying to figure out who's lying, who's telling the truth. And then it turns out it's a goddamn orangutan that escaped from oh, the yes. zoo. Oh, yes, 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 yes. And so was the, I am always I afraid it. every, yeah, <laughs> saw it coming. Every time I read a murder mystery, I'm afraid that it's going to be an orangutan that escapes from the zoo, either literally or just only metaphorically. Is that on, like, TV tropes? <laughs> the orangutan that escaped from the zoo. <laughs> I'm only going to search this one article, Classic, I, I swear. Oh. <laughs> so who, like, who got killed and who did it? Okay, so the character who got killed is actually the one who stole away the high school boyfriend from the chick who works at the Chamber of Commerce. Oh. So um, we are in Brandywine Creek. That's the name of the town. I still don't, I still forget what state. I we're assume in. it's, it's fake. in the south somewhere. I thought it was Georgia or Alabama. Um. So in one of the Mabel. B-Y-O Banjo. <laughs> oh, Becca Dabkins. Dabkins. Becca. She's the one who kicks it off. Gets conked in the noggin. Okay. Um, Gets kicked off. Yeah, we don't really care about her. But in chapter two, which occurs, starts on page seven. These are pretty snappy oh, chapters. These are, chapters. like, we're, we're off we're, to it. We're off and yeah. running. Mm-hmm. Um, she gets into a pretty uh, heated... <laughs> he did hey, about Cayenne. Spicy. Spicy. Uh, conversation with Mabel Humphreys. Did you say it Mabel or Maybell? Maybell. Maybell. Because that's how it's written. <laughs> that's true. It's spelled M A Y B E L L E. Although I always read it as Hermione, too. So. Hermione. The doctor says I don't have Hermione. So. <laughs> Hermione adjustment. Um. Yeah, so. That's homeopathy. Oh, Lord. We're almost Done. immediately Done. led to believe that Maybell does Becca in because she hates them. Piper goes out for a jog with her dog, and the the dog sits, sits on, on a log. log. Yeah, <laughs> no, the dog sniffs out the body, and then so this is apparently apparently Law she finds another style. dead body in the this first. This is her second one in the first book, she finds. which Did was Rosemary and Crime. That was the name of the first uh, one. Rosemary and Crime. I like that. Aww. How about Time and Punishment? Aww. Wait. Maybe that's the next one. Anyway, so she goes out for a run. And what color are her running shoes, uh, I wonder? I, that's my notes. That's my notes. You're getting into my notes. Sorry. That get was... out of his notes, Meg. Yeah, get out of my notes. These are my notes. Um, But a. going back to the whole just oh, providing details and that makes a good writing. This is a couple, like a couple days, I think, after she finds a dead body. She hasn't gone for a jog since because she doesn't want to find another dead body or something. And her the Angela Lansbury complex. <laughs> her boyfriend comes home and says something about like, "Oh, are you gonna go for a run?" You call me fat, and she's like, right? "No, you yeah, don't that's say that." Say. I was thinking about putting my. My gecko green running shoes on eBay. (laughs) That is totally something that you'd say in that. that, Because if I say, I'm going to sell my running shoes, that doesn't make any sense. I have to say, my gecko green running shoes. Which she does talk about how much they cost several times, too. They were very expensive. Yeah. But it's just a throwaway line. I'm going to put my gecko green running shoes on eBay. That's my notes. My notes. (laughs) The extent of Matt's receipt notes. (laughs) Okay, so Piper finds the dead body. Keep that for your taxes. Super cute. (laughs) Sheriff dude comes, and he's like, hey, Piper, how's it going? That's how I imagine him talk. Because he... Dark and tall and... Well, it happens to be southern. But he spent some time in Miami. Oh, Benvenido on Miami. It's a Will Smith song. You wouldn't get it. It's before my time. Listen to hip-hop. I established that. (laughs) So, the 
then the super cute sheriff guy comes in and he says, Hey, Piper, don't be trying to solve the crimes. Because apparently she tried to solve the last crime. Well, I hope so. There's a book about it. Right. <laughs> and really then, then stayed at home. she... Later, I read it in the newspaper. <laughs> she couldn't keep her nose in her own business. And she had to go solve... In the... She had to go solve the mystery. Or or, yeah. or figure that she had to. As cause... main characters are wont to well, do. Well, if she keeps her nose in her own business, she's going to sneeze. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh! We didn't even bring up the super bitch lady. You need to talk about her. Do you know? Do you know why the spice store succeeds in such a small town? No, and she she references that too. Like people said that I couldn't make a go of it in such a small well, town. Here's the thing: the spice must flow. <laughs> what? Get a lot of Dune readers on this podcast. <laughs> We got well, two. I'm Wait, pretty have sure. You read it? No, I'm no. not. Okay, we got one. I'm, no, I'm, I'm <laughs> at least three, which is like a four, uh, half of our, le- our listenership. So, all six people <laughs> cheering. Cat. Here. No, you don't want a used cat. Are you sure? Anyway, this yeah. uh, Kill 'em with Cayenne. Talk about is different than the Wyoming focus book. It's it's different than the Wyoming focus book. Cayenne. Cayenne. Yep. <laughs> That was terrible. Yeah, well, Susan beat me to it, so it was even worse. <laughs> so Susan's jokes are worse. No, than I said like I, I, I'd rather have a dumb joke than be beaten to a dumb joke. Anyway, Matt, tell us about the rest of the things. Oh, do I have to? Yeah. No. Moving on. <laughs> can I just talk about my notes? <laughs> you don't have talk any about, more notes. Talk I can take a survey by October twelfth, okay, so... and I get fifty percent. Oh wait, no, that's the other side of it. Fine. What? Talk about the barbecue chick. Is her name it... Barbecue? Yes. It was... oh, As in she's Stop Barbie? It's no, no, it was, no, no, no. It was Barbie something Barba else. Barbara Quinlan. And then she yeah. she lived in this town. She moved away, changed her name. She's going to be like... A, like a Food, food Network food. star, basically. Mm. And when is came back to this town to supposedly... Or I guess, yeah. To, to her film name this. is actually Barbecue. No, yeah, it's a gimmick. Barbie. Yeah. Oh, I thought that was her real name before, and then no. she changed it away from that. But she changed it to that. I don't know which one is worse. <laughs> well, if it's going to make you a million dollars on the Food Network. Uh, it's going to make you all terrible. <laughs> so, yeah, she she comes to town. She's got her own little vendetta because um, she was bullied when she was in high school and whatnot. But and now she she's totally a bone. totally wanted to bone the sheriff. But we don't really need to go through the whole plot. I mean, no. did you have something specific to talk about with Barbie? I feel like they need to know that she existed. She was a pretty I mean, I'm story. glad that I know that this there's a, a character in just... this book called Barbecue. Yeah, well, is, this is a bitch session, not a book report. Oh. The character of Barbecue existed, and then the book ended, and she ceased <laughs> existing. So, thank God. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever you picture her, think of her with that awareness in her eyes. Got it. There was a really sad part. Really? Well, pseudo sad part, because I can say this is a parent. The deceased Yes, the slap, the slapped hand. Uh, yes, but that's from a different animal. <gasps> a brisket, a brasket, that lady ended up in a casket. Oh, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> that joke was so bad, the cat ran away! <laughs> I'm sure it had nothing to do with the two women screaming at it. I don't know, he's still, like, he's shaking he his butthole at you, he's he, like, no. He gave an over-the-shoulder over the side eye. Yeah, uh, he's like, no. Actually, she was cremated. Anyway, I have no idea. I have no idea. thoughts about killing with Cayenne. Yeah, hold on. I was telling you about the sad part. Okay, so the deceased did had two children, and no, they're like grown up children. Oh, but she had never mind. She like they didn't have any contact with her, and so then when she died, they were like, "I'm not even gonna stay in her house. Just go ahead and sell all her shit. I don't want anything to do with her. Bye." And so then it was left up to, like, the nosy people of the neighborhood to solve yeah. the murders. Like kids a, didn't even care. This is like a Tennessee Williams prequel. Tennessee Funny. South-ish. I have one and a half English degrees. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you had to give a kill him with Cayenne. Cayenne? Oh, I'm gonna. Cayenne, a review based on culinary arts. How would you describe it? Was it, like, a bitter aftertaste? Or, like, overly sweet? No. Did it's it leave like... a sour taste in your mouth? 
It was I don't like, really forgetful. Or did you did you read it? It's and like go, parsley. Ooh, mommy. No, like parsley. It was there. I don't super remember mm. it. I didn't super notice it, but it existed. It's like bay leaves, where like, do this actually no. add anything? Bay leaves do add things yeah. if you get the fresh ones. You guys if are... you get the if you get the lame ones, then no dice. Right. I, I'd say like McDonald's chicken sandwich. Where if you read it once in a year, it's delicious. But if you have to read it a lot, then it's not that good. Okay, I don't think well, I've ever had well, a Well, let's go with a Big Mac, then. I've never it's had a Big Mac, ever. It served its purpose, yeah. and you're glad that you're not but experiencing it, kinda, it anymore. Like, felt unsettled after I ate it, and yeah. disappointed. And I had a lot of made. Thousand Island on top of disappointed it. Disappointed in my choices. Is that McDonald's sauce mm-hmm. Pretty Thousand much. Island dressing. Really? Yup. Insider podcast. So, This is really inside obesity sorry. baseball. Apparently, Prince Nick and I got the worst end of this deal. You oh, were yeah. supposed to get the frisky one. I'm excited to hear how and this goes. By, when, I say that Nick and non- I, when I say that Nick and I got the worst end of this deal, I mean that I got the worst end of this deal because Nick only read five out of the 35 chapters. There are 35 chapters in that there book? There are 35 chapters. How many I read pages are in that book? Too Ooh, many. <laughs> Too many pages. Oh. So did you finish it? I finished it. Mick read five chapters. Uh, and the reason that I let Mick not continue to read any more chapters is that at one point he was sitting on the couch and he was making the poutiest face I have ever seen a human person make. And we have eight nieces and nephews. <laughs> so I've seen many pouty faces. And I said, you doing all right there, baby? And he just goes, No. <laughs> in also the poutiest voice I've ever heard. No. Which is not saying doing something. okay. All right. Not doing okay. It's bad. Uh, to answer the question, there are 388 pages. That's and a lot of pages. 389 of those oh, yeah, 388 the pages yeah. are terrible. I don't, I don't know how to compare page counts because after the story ends, we have a couple pages of Guide to Peppers. And then we get into recipes for yep. Dr. Doug's butt rub. There are recipes. Are you going to put those on your recipe wall? I might have to. You might have yeah. to. There are a couple pages of recipes. My, my uh, key lime pie you. poison book also ended recipes. We, really? We thought about, really? Yeah, we thought about making them for Bibliobile, and then we decided we were lazy. <laughs> Does it say, like, one teaspoon of arsenic in there? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Adds a bit of almond flavoring. So, Nick, <laughs> you read the first five chapters of Bear Meets Girl by Shelley Lawrenston. So I'm going to let you start this off, because you're That's probably intimately you familiar with those five chapters, right? Okay. I did not read it all, and I was going to keep that a secret, but Sue isn't happy about that. <laughs> nope, there's um, lawyer beans. It's and fine. so I still have talking points, because apparently, to hear Sue talk about it, it does not get any better. And here's, <laughs> nope, what, here's the main point I have to say. It was all written in split screen. The whole book was written in split screen. You're going to have to elucidate. Every single chapter covers both characters just going about their goddamn day. Nothing happens, and it switches every eight or nine paragraphs back and forth. (laughs) Here's one thing. A dude goes to work as a cop, and we're not even covering the worst parts of this book yet. Goes to work as a cop. He shows up. He's getting transferred. He's not happy about it. That's split. Oh, he goes home and goes to sleep with his bulldog. That is intercut with a woman going to her parents' house and having a chat. So a guy shows up to work. He says hi to folks. We cut to the woman showing up at the house and backstory on her neighbors. Cut back to the man sitting down at his desk and realizing how many papers he has. Cut back to the woman eating breakfast. Cut back to the guy doing some work on the computer. Cut back to the lady playing with a child. And that's all in the same chapter. These scenes have nothing to do with each other. And so we're just constantly keeping tabs on both of our characters doing jack shit. Please tell me it's in first person. No, unfortunately, <laughs> that would be so confusing. It's like Mrs. Dalloway. Uh, sure. Except bad. I think it well, except for bad. I was going to say, he does not dress up like a woman. Uh, uh, no! here's, here's what we did not mention. Both of them are capital S shifters. Oh, I love shifters. They, like true blood. They both shift into animals. 
He's a polar bear. And, and she she's is a tiger. tiger. But who shifts, shifts into a polar bear? Shifting <laughs> is never explained. How does it work? I don't know. Do they no actually? No one ever tells us. Do they actually? Is this a sequel? This is the 19th book in this, like, world? I'm that sorry. That was the last are... book that I read. That's no. not true. No, this has to be, this is in it's the same world. It's not the 19th, though. That was the last book that I read. Was this originally published on a book, shifter fanfic? I have to assume. By so e. this has already <laughs> probably been explained. No. Well, I don't um, know about that, though, because... Because okay, there's so no context clues, either. It's not, not It's not like it's a series where we've been introduced to these characters before. It's like, there's a universe, but these particular characters uh, are new to us. Well, okay, hold on, because... Are you playing you can, Devil's Advocate for the yes, polar bear and the tiger? I always play Devil's Advocate, and this pisses is, you off. Yes, um, it's true. You both have read... The Golden Compass books, right? It yes, has, indeed. And that starts off talking about people and their daemons with, without giving any sort of background on that. Yes, but Matt, I would like to point out that that book is written well. Basically, I'm <laughs> going to say that this is the same as the Golden Compass books. No, no but... but this book is bad. <laughs> Even if you eventually accept, like, okay, I realize the symbolism of the daemon. And is it daemon? Daemon. Because I would we... say daemon. Yeah. Um, because you realize the symbolism of like, okay, this is some sort of like soul aspect. This is their conscience because they're always talking to him. This is like, she rolled out of bed nimbly and landed. And you're like, is that on all four feet as a tiger? Or is that just like on her actual feet? And there's a dude who's a polar bear that his hair is like polar bear hair. And his eyes are jet black. But he, as far as I know, in the first five chapters does not turn into a polar bear. Well, with today's climate. Yeah, that makes That's sense. Right. I read all 35 chapters, and he never turns into a polar bear, but he does roar. Wait, what? What? He's a shifter and he never shifts? No. <laughs> no one ever shifts. But sometimes... So wait, the title of the book is Bear Meets Girl. Like, the girl's but... also a tiger. No, but... She... But that never happens. But it... Yeah. yeah it... No, they never shift. They just roar sometimes. <laughs> and they go to a party where it's really cold, and they call it the ice party because they're polar bears and so they belong in the ice it's a good thing mick didn't read this because mick can't handle awkward situations yeah. very well i was gonna say so i think his soul would have literally left the county that we live in and just would have fled to a different part of this so, I, I i'm unfamiliar with podcast technology is it accurately capturing my cringing right now right, as you're you, you have to make the noise okay <laughs> no yeah. don't shit on the couch oh. <laughs> cringe um, the reason we did not bring up the plot first is because the plot awfulness is secondary plot that much plot plotfulness thank you matt is secondary to the writing awfulness in general when i read this book i was like oh that's where all of my ninth graders get their writing ticks. <laughs> and this book is written as if uh, it's awful or something. It's terrible, and I'm trying to find the sequence that I have. Talking. Does, it, so does it continue the split-screen narration? Or through the entire book. Are you serious? Split-screen narration through the entire book. I have six and a half pages of notes on this book. I cannot tell you what the main plot line is. I actually started taking <laughs> notes at some point on what the subplots were because there is no main plot. There are just a bunch of subplots woven <laughs> together. And apparently that's supposed to make a book. And this is on the fourth page of my notes that I started writing down the subplots because I couldn't figure out what the hell was going on for like three quarters of this book and it's not like a Aww. raymond chandler like glimpse in the life or anything like that there's supposed to be stuff happening yeah uh, yes but it doesn't squid pro row it does not <laughs> connect nope if you want to hear the awfulness uh okay so the book begins with him waking up from a hangover as most books do um and the his love interest is sleeping naked on him and he is sleeping naked in the bed turns out they didn't do it she just got into bed naked as you are wanted. I don't know. Matt sleeps naked. Well, yes, but you're married. Over. I do not and sleep <laughs> naked. Anyway, this is, this is... You're also not polar bears. It, it, this is a good example of the awful writing. Yawning and slapping her hand against his chest. Slapping her hand <laughs> against his chest. She levered herself up. Can we get some poly? Levered. Yeah, get some poly. Nice. Slappies. She levered herself up and looked around the room. 
giving him a monumental peek at her breasts and wow. Breasts weird. No, already? you just quoted the book. Giving him a monu- monumental peek at her breasts and wow, those were freaking nice. <laughs> There's not even like and those were freaking nice or wow, they were freaking the he, the narrator starts talking to you. The pretty woman had really nice boobies. Rockin' tatas. <laughs> he and was aroused. Before what? I before I even like got into the just in general awfulness about the book, I've got some specific awfulness. Uh, but honestly, Crush didn't leave the stupid party because he was. <laughs> Wait, oh, sorry, I'm bearing the lead there. Uh, his name is Crush. <laughs> Everyone in this goddamn book has nicknames. I'm not kidding. Does he is surf? that his real no, he, name? No, his no, name is Lou Krushek. Lou Krushek, but he goes by Crush. Her name is Marcella Malone, but she goes by Bare Knuckles. Marcella Bare Knuckles Malone. Also, but she's the tiger. No, no, no. Yeah. Hold on. Like, Bare Knuckles, like uh-huh. there's nothing bare on my knuckles, knuckles rather than Bare Knuckles. Bare. I'm a, literally a polar bear. <laughs> but, hold on. She is goes by Marcella, quote-unquote, Bare Knuckles Malone, and then everyone in the book calls her Sella. The fuck? So why did we introduce eight eight layers her occupation? of nicknames? She's a mob enforcer. No, oh. she's a mob enforcer and also a professional hockey player. Wait, I knew there was hockey. He was. No, everyone plays hockey or some sort of skating. <laughs> he does sport. not play hockey, but she is a no, professional. No, he plays semi-pro hockey. Even I knew that. He did. Yeah. Oh, I, <laughs> I don't know if he actually ever plays it, but anyway. Not in the rest of the book. <laughs> but honestly, Crush, which they go by the their his nickname. But That's honestly, painful. Crush didn't leave the stupid. Someone's gonna get that. Someone will. It's probably you when you re-listen to this. Uh, didn't leave the stupid party because he was, for lack of a better, manlier word, depressed. You're right. Depression's not manly. That's Ugh, terrible. It's pretty terrible. On page, that's on page two. On page six, here's this. Uh, Wait, uh, we've got four pages where you don't have any notes. He's got oh, a page and a half of notes on five chapters. Yeah. On page four, I took a break. Let's put it that way. I took... <laughs> Uh, so she, he wakes up, he doesn't know who she is, they're having the quintessential flirty chat, and it's awful, because none of the responses match any of the questions. Till he says, finally, Crush had to ask, who are you? If I wasn't still hungover, I'd give you my most sultry smile and tell you your dream come to life. But, eh, I'm just too tired to bother. And, honestly, does one have to really put that much effort in for a bear? And then he says... Are you always this insulting? And I'm like, none of any of that makes sense. That's not insulting. That's just weird. Like, did you have to say that? And none of her responses make sense because he just asks you a simple question. Hi, my name's Marcella. I'm still kind of drunk. That would perfectly work. You can't just have your characters say what they're feeling. That makes me angry. Would you like me to explain the plot line? Uh, no, I wrote it's them awful. down. Uh, everyone, <laughs> I reason, had to write them down. Everyone, for some reason, just is constantly, constantly fighting. Seriously, like no matter what, and for no reason at all, they just beat the crap out of each other. The characters just like, "Hey, buddy, what's going on?" Did you say, "Hey, buddy, I'm not your buddy guy. I'm not <laughs> your guy friend." And then they just start legitimately fighting. At any given point in time, at least two characters have a black eye. Because of black that. Guy? Black eye? Black eye. Black eye. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, these are polar bears here that we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I realized why that was, Sue. You want to know why that was? Why was that? Tell me. No, not Matt. Shut up. Oh, shut Sue, do you want to know why? Mm-hmm. It's because Can every you... single character is the worst person ever. You're and correct. so every person deserves to get their ass beat, and so they're constantly You're fulfilling correct. that cosmic justice by beating each other's ass all so the time. So then that would be one thing that the book does well, then, right? Well, no, Taking because they the never karma. take any damage, because it's like Twilight rules without Twilight really being explained. Yeah, they're oh. shifters, so they heal really fast, right? Like shifters mm. do, but no glitter. But no glitter. But I don't know anything about goddamn shifters, because you didn't tell me anything <laughs> about goddamn shifters. Other than the fact that they heal super fast. And, like, and are super strong. in theory. In uh, theory, except they don't <laughs> in the book. Okay. It's atrocious. Um, when are they going to get to the fireworks atrocious. factory? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's one time there's a quote that says, 
if I bet an actual coyote and someone says, oh, yeah, like there's a difference, and I go, is there? I actually don't know. I wish you would tell me. Because make, he makes fun of them being smelly or some such thing. And, and at one point... You know that the ultimate rule in essay writing is to say is to not say in this paper I will. Yes. Correct. Like correct. The, I can say that. Nice. And then the second rule is usually like don't ask yourself a question and then answer it. Mm. Guess mm. what the narrator does? Supposedly omnipresent, omnipotent narrator. Is that why this thing? Yes. The narrator does. The that? narrator oh, does that. Man, like politicians. Okay, but even then, <laughs> really. Well, I mean, uh, the, the circus pulled into Congress, and you better believe they left uh, some employees there. You know what I'm saying? Those clowns. Do I know what you're saying? I, I don't. I know. <laughs> In this paper, I will explain that joke. Merriam-Webster defines <laughs> this podcast as... Terrible. Not worth talking about. Terrible. So, Mick, you've mentioned that you often have no idea what's happening in this book. In my six and a half pages of notes, Pretty much every other note is, what the hell is happening in And who book? are these people? I'm confused. I feel like Jerry Why Simon. is this happening? I can't wait for this chapter to be over. Alright, the chapter's over. Now I just want this whole book to be over. <laughs> Actually, every other note says something to that effect. Or, I gotta be honest, I skimmed chapters 18 through 20. Like, this entire book was incomprehensible. Oh. Do you think it's because... You were dropped in the middle of something? No, because these are new characters. No, these are new characters, so something should have been explained. I mean, sometimes you're right, Matt. Like, you you are dropped into the middle of a series, and you're not quite sure because there are things that happened in book one. Like, this was not that case. I have no idea what's happening at all. No, like, That's what was happening in Kill 'em with Cayenne, though. Like we're dropped into the middle no, of a universe that happened, but there are clues. But there's yes. a, also there's a no book. clues, <laughs> no, and like, there's also no like normal rules of literature. Literature that you explain what's happening from scene to scene. Not only am I lost in the like the overall Plot. universe of the book in general, I don't understand what's happening from one scene to the next. Like, I had to keep a chart of the different plot lines because I couldn't keep them straight. <laughs> what is this, they war and peace? Because around so much. <laughs> I don't, I'm afraid I don't know that guy. <laughs> war and peace, what does he write? Uh, so, nothing you'd know. Just to give you a general outline of what some of the plot lines were, apparently, Sela, who's our main female character, the she-tiger. Bare knuckles? Bare knuckles. Sarah, she's Sela bit. She needs no. crush... <laughs> Um, Lou Krushik, the polar bear, to pretend to be her boyfriend so that her aunts don't set her up with a distant cousin. Ew. They want to set her up because they think she's sad that her daughter's father is getting married, even though she is the maid of honor in said wedding. Can I take Wait a, a second. <laughs> her, her daughter's Yeah, she's father? an 18-year-old daughter. At 35? Mm-hmm. What's that math work out? 17. 17. Uh, yeah. Um, can I take a pause at... Alright, let's imagine that we're making a movie trailer. That's not out of this book. Yeah, but hold on. In a world where apparently animals shift from men or something, I don't know, I'm just that guy, (laughs) you will be astounded to find weird relationship dramas still exist. Like, why did we pick from a, a universe where people shift into animals? And by the way, is this kind of a thing that everyone knows about? Is it a hidden society, like a Harry Potter type thing? I we don't know. You, Nick. I don't know. Yeah, uh, we chose having and pretending to be a fake boyfriend as our plot, quote unquote mm. plot. That's one of the subplots. It's a subplot, Mick. It's not the real. No, plot. there's other, only subplots. Other subplots include. It's like a graveyard. Crush it's gets only transferred to uh, uh. a new division in the police department. To fight his foster mother, who he hates. Someone is is hunting down shifters and taxidermizing them to display them as trophies. Sela plays on a hockey team, and a player named Novikov is causing problems with other players. Oh, it's all an all-shifter hockey team. Those are the plot lines of this book. Do you want to know how they're resolved? Let me tell you. I wrote it down in my (laughs) notes. No, neither did I. (laughs) You sit there. 
Um, Stella gets hurt in a hockey game and has to have a knee replacement surgery. Eek. But it's okay because she's offered a coaching position because she's the only one who can get Novikov to get along with people. Do we know anything else about Novikov other than those two plot points? Nope. Um, additional <laughs> subplots. We never hear anything more about the taxidermist. <laughs> Wait a second. But so they don't he's, solve he's... the mystery? No. <laughs> but... Um, we do, it's a we, hook. we do hear more about the fight against Crush's foster mom, because she and her whole crew are killed in an explosion. Boom! <laughs> That's it. Sella and Crush become real-life boyfriend and girlfriend. That's the end of the book. That's all that happens. Yikes. Isn't that the okay. inverse of what should happen in this kind of book? Like... Aren't they more interested in what happens to shifters and in a shifter universe? No, I think the main plot point was the hockey thing, and I have no <laughs> idea why. I really want to write, write a hockey book. I feel like well, it was just been hockey books. a combination of all the books that I've read through Bibliophile. Like, there was hockey, there were shifters, there were plot lines that didn't make any sense. Like, all we were missing was, like, a Christmas, Christmas creeper and Jesus, <laughs> and it would have been the total package. <laughs> Okay, but hold on. Yeah. We all need to agree that hockey parents are the absolute worst. worst. Now, here's a question I have for you. Here's the answer. Since this was presented to me on a hospital, not deathbed, just a hospital bed. Yes. As a book that was too risky. Yes. Was there the sex? There was the sex, there there was a kissing scene, and there were two sex scenes. But were they, like, the sex and the they, kissing? They weren't good. Oh. The kissing scene actually want, like, it made me want to, to never read a single book ever again. Oh, thank oh, goodness. goodness. I was afraid she was going to say something about kissing. No. <laughs> I also maybe Ew. never Kissing wanted to gross. kiss again because I did not want to, to have happen. any sort of he personate his connection to this lips. thing. Remember in preparation. It was so awkward. Like you know those awkward he moments when tongue. when what's happening either on the TV or like in the room in front of you is so awkward that you actually want to go hide behind the couch so that you don't have to see it. It was that. In a literature form. It um, was awful re- and terrible. Remember nice. that time I was reading Midnight Sins and you got furious with me because I was too angry to read a book? Or too <laughs> angry reading a book to like go kiss you and make out with you and stuff? And be yeah. business. Gross. No, it wasn't all Gross. the way. It was just like she went down to like smooch me and I was like, ugh. No, he wouldn't kiss me because he was so upset about the atrocity of the sex scene. Do you book. understand a little bit more about that emotion? <laughs> a little bit. I actually do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I want to um, retroactively like apologize to you for being like so mad about that. Okay. Proceed. Yeah, you, I was you, gonna say. You, Go you ahead. heard this on, on the Bibliovile. Which is a great name. When did you come up with that? You need, you need to actually you. apologize. <laughs> I'm sorry that several episodes ago, I got mad at you for not wanting to make out with me after reading a terrible book. I now understand what that's like okay. because I've experienced it firsthand. Number one, I accept your apology and I appreciate you communicating that emotion with me. <laughs> Number two, when you say episodes, do you mean episodes of madness or episodes of Google? <laughs> Is that not the same thing? Yeah, pretty much. Um... I will leave you with one last uh, paragraph, which is early in the book, but I feel best represents the terrible writing of this thing. Uh, Jai Davis, who I was very confused. Jai? J? J-A-I. J? Oh, all right. Whatever. J? Uh, terrible name. Yes, terrible name. Terrible Yee. book. Yee! <laughs> yeah, Yai. Yai! Yai! Davis. Hi. Yes. Hi, hi Davis. Um, <laughs> hi. Uh, is a friend of Bare Knuckles's? They go to. Uh, She's the chick. Right? They yeah. They meet when they are both pregnant. And they're Whoa! At a, well, this is a chick. Yeah, and they're at like a, yeah. a, 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 a like a Denny's. <laughs> <laughs> a, here we go. Desperate, is there even Denny's around here? I don't know. Desperate to be away from her disapproving mother, disapproving mother's glare, where which she'd have to see if she were to return home after her OBGYN appointment. Hi. Hi had accepted Sella's offer to hit Friendly's restaurant for a plate of fries and a chocolate shake. Of course, the timing had been perfect as Hi's ex-boyfriend, 
Frost oh, Lord. had walked in with what Jay thought was her best friend. Even worse, they'd, question mark? <laughs> they'd come over to say hi, quote unquote <laughs> hi, like that was ju- like that was somehow completely normal. At first, Sella had just sat there, observing. Then, before the new and awfully affectionate full-human couple had walked away, Sella had asked, Is that the guy who knocked you up? Really loudly in the restaurant. So, in this sentence, you've got several unnecessary adjectives, a question and then answered, a stupid name, written like you're the person. I can't figure out how to phrase this, but if we go back to the boobs comment... Yeah, boobs! Yeah, boobs. If we go back to the boobs comment where he talks about, and man, and wow, those were freaking nice. <laughs> the thing that stands out to me is if it were to stick, like, you know how you have to keep tense in the same tense? If you yes. change up tense, it, like, ruins your brain. You mm-hmm. need to keep it consistent. You need to keep it consistent. This is not tense, but, well, it's pretty tense because I hate it. <laughs> but it's a different kind of consistent that's not being happened where... Giving him a monumental peek at her breasts and wow, those were freaking nice. Not they, which would be the narrator's point of view. Mm -hmm. It's those, which is his point of view. The book's narration does that all the time. It switches from they to those and boobs to breasts and awful to worse. There was one part of this book that I really, really, really liked. What? No, the guy character, he had a dog. And it was an English bulldog, and she had a squashy face, and her name was Lola. And when he got her for the first time, (laughs) he was fostering her, and he's had her for four years, and now he says he's still fostering her, but he really loves her, and he pretends that he doesn't, and it's really cute. I hated every single other thing about this book, because this book (laughs) was atrocious. But it has an English bulldog named Lola with this flashy face, and can we all just appreciate that? Yeah. But that's great. Nothing else in this book is good. It is all garbage except for Lola. Foster and she precious and must be protected at all costs. I'm out. <laughs> I'm done. What if there is a sequel that... That was no. all about. Oh, I would and it turns it out. I would Lola's read. a shifter. No, no, no. <laughs> she never shifts the no. human. If there were no shifters and no crush and nothing else except for Lola, I would read every single book about oh. Lola. Dog. Everything else is terrible. I w- I'm willing to bet somebody's going to get a short story published about a, a fr- or an English bulldog just going around its day while its owner is out. One, two, three, go. <laughs> I would read yeah, that short <laughs> story. There was a movie. It was called Pets. No, it's called uh, the journey the home. The secret life of pets. The, the Homeward bulldog. bound Patient. is what you were thinking. <laughs> Good grief. Okay, okay but so... anyway, Lola is wonderful. Everything else about this book sucks and is terrible. Have a great night. Bye. Dur- during the sex scenes. Uh, I just want to talk it, about Lola. Did it split screen to like a tertiary yeah. character just like, were they, like no. making toast? I'm no, I boning think, her. And I then think he's like, those bon- were, wait, she's, he's yeah, boning I'm confused me. now. I think the sex scenes were the only chapters <laughs> that weren't split screen. No. That does not mean they were any less awful. They were, were split still screen. awful. I want, I, want, I want split screen of sex and uh, Lola. And like, Lola. Except Shuffing. without the sex, I just want Lola. I just want a book about Lola. Hello, LA, this really book quickly. sucks. Okie dokie, I think that with the discussion of a squishy-faced English bulldog, half-human, half-puma, half-werewolf. And uh, some sex. And some sex, as always. That is going to do it for us. Uh, thank you for joining us tonight for th- this especially amazing uh, volume of Bibliovile. I do not know how often we will have a couple's challenge or even to bring someone else in the podcast, seeing as we have a microphone uh, and four people. and I don't have any a... turntables. No, I don't have two turntables. <laughs> but I am a loser. Soy un pedador. Is that a loser in actual Spanish? I don't think so. I took Beck's word for it, and frankly, I don't... now I don't trust him with anything. He's Canadian. And, his and a Scientologist. Hanson. Mm, but three of my favorite brothers are named Hanson, oh, so okay. it's okay. Uh, well, we are saying mbop to you out on the wind <laughs> there tonight. Uh, be sure and visit the blog. It's at uh, http colon backslash backslash. Oh! <laughs> I, I put a video of me drumming my trap set. Yeah. <laughs> and kettle drums. And, yes. Sorry, I'm just going through uh, Matt's pet peeves about terms. Moist. Uh, moist. 
Uh, sticky. Moot. That's correct. Anyway, the blog can be found at opinionsandother.blogspot.com. You can follow Mick on Twitter at Dickima, D-I-C-K-I-M-A-A. And I can be found on Twitter at Susan J, S-U-U-U-S-A-N-J, that weird noise in the background with Matt and Meg's dog. It's casual. Um, thank you to... Everyone. Who sings our song? Oh, uh, look. Babe of the Night is our theme song by the band Elixir off of their album Rampant. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna take it over for Sue, who is tipping back and forth on an exercise ball. Uh, Babe of the Night is our band or our song after the band Elixir off of the album Rampant. So, frankly, if anyone copyrights that or uh, copyright claims our podcast, I have to say. Uh, you're vastly disappointing both of our fans as we get taken down. <laughs> I want to give a special thank you to Matt and Meg for appearing on this podcast with us. Hey. Well, you're especially welcome. Good. Oh, <laughs> thank goodness. Uh, and frankly, is it okay if we crash here? Yeah, you can spend the night. Okay, thank God, because I'm uh, our ca- our car's broken. We will be back pretty soon after we manage to take a visit to the Iowa Public Library. I'm a little busy, what with having an actual job now, uh, so it may be a little bit. But I have a very good book in store. Uh, I've already picked it out. And frankly, if I can find it, it's going to be called Dead Girls Are Easy. So I'm very excited. I'm very excited about it. Everything about my life is now terrible, (laughs) but that's fine. If you get the chance, if you'd like to make Susan's life a little bit better, give us a review on iTunes. Help others find our podcast. Give it a share on social media. Have a great night. Yes, have a great night. Good night, Matt. Good night, Mick. Good night, Susan. Good night, Meg. Good night, Sue. Whatever. Good night, listener. Bye.